Hello everyone and welcome back to Lake Iowa Nature Notes. Um, we are back here. I am Cecilia and I'm Mary and we're here with our Outdoor Skills Lab podcast. This month in February we are focusing on winter survival skills. Um, this month we have lots of great things coming at you. Uh, we're recording this podcast today. Uh, we will have a YouTube video out there for you to find, and that is just under Iowa County Conservation on YouTube. So check that out. We will be demonstrating some of the skills that we talk about today. And then if you want to put those skills to work and use some of our equipment, come on out to Lake Iowa Park on February 21st. That's a Sunday. Uh, we'll be out here from 1 to 3 uh, at the Lake Iowa Nature Center. We're going to be doing some hands-on fire building and shelter building and talk about some different things. We will be outside. It will probably be cold, so dress for the weather and dress to have fun. Uh, the back update for that, if we have really bad weather, is March 14th. So, But uh, feel free to pre-register your family groups. You can email me um, at chagen at co.iowa.ia.us and we'll put that in the podcast notes if you want to find it. So let's talk a little bit about winter survival. Um, do I really need to be prepared for a survival situation? I would say, yes, you should be prepared for a survival situation. You might think about being here in Iowa. Well, we don't have like big open spaces and you know, people aren't gonna be lost in the woods and stuff, but things like that do happen and situations like that do happen. So you should have the, that knowledge and those skills and know how to survive um, any situation, I would say. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, hiking when you're out hiking something mm -hmm. can happen if your car yep. goes into the ditch and you need just a little bit of time some of these tips are applicable yep. there yep or um, or even hunting here in Iowa there are a lot of hunters out there and you might come you know especially in the winter time when it's cold and snowy and icy um, you know survival situations um, can can help help you survive and save your life so yeah on something less dire uh, these skills are also applicable when there's power outages. Oh, yeah. How long were you mm -hmm. without power this summer? <laughs> um, yeah, after the derecho, um, we were without power for five days. Yeah. Um, you know, and I like to camp, you know, um, so we had some camping gear. But to be at home without power, you know, we had the candles, we had um, a propane, um, a uh, little grill that we cooked on. We still had water, thank goodness. So um, not hot water. Um, <laughs> so it was cold showers, um, but that's okay. We still had running water. Um, and, you know, it was like we were camping at home inside. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What about you? Um, we were, I think we were a week or so. Yeah. Ours wasn't too bad either. And we, mm -hmm. yeah stayed at my parents a little bit because they got power before we did oh, luckily that's good. but yeah 
So it's applicable in all sorts of different things. Yeah. So when you're in a survival situation, what is more important, fire or shelter? Um, when you're outdoors in a survival situation, building that shelter um, is is really important because you don't know really how long you might be out there. You don't know if pe- when people are going to find you, if people are going to find you, and especially if it's cold and windy or rainy like this, getting a, a shelter set up is really important. But I would say that building that fire is a very close second, again, because you don't know how long you're going to be out there. And the purpose of the shelter and the fire is to help keep you warm. That's one of the most important things. Mm -hmm. You need to keep your body warm if it's, especially in the wintertime. Yeah, I think it's easy to get caught up in trying to gather all the sticks to make a fire and Mm -hmm. forget about the shelter. Mm -hmm. once you have that fire going, then you have to tend that yeah. and mm-hmm. won't even have time to build a real shelter. Exactly. Yeah. So we have a little thing uh, called the rule of three and some so- different things to keep in mind um, when you're trying to survive. So what what's the rules of three? So the rules of three kind of prioritize or lets you know Um, how long you can survive, stay alive without certain things. Um, So kind of the most important um, thing you need to think about, just our basic things that we we kind of forget about is you need oxygen, you need to breathe. Oh, that's very true. That is very true. (laughs) Um, So in a survival situation, let's say you are in water um, or you're underwater or something, you cannot survive you can only survive three minutes without oxygen without breathing three minutes um, three minutes and most likely you will probably lose consciousness before then <laughs> before that hit that three minutes so um that's just kind of a general um thing to think about three minutes without oxygen okay got it without breathing um and then three hours without shelter um, in a harsh environment. Um, so that's somewhere that is the temperature is really low, it's really cold, a winter situation, somewhere um, where it's a harsh environment. Unless you're in icy water, you wouldn't survive three hours um, in that icy water. Um, and then three days without drinking water. Um, okay. Your body staying hydrated is, again, very essential to you, so you can survive three days without water. And then this one's hard to think about because you would probably be starving, (laughs) you know, after three weeks without food. But it is more important for your body to to have water to stay hydrated than it is to um, have food. So three minutes without air, three hours without shelter, three days without water, and three weeks without food. The rules of three. Okay. So if I'm in my survival situation, I'm not going to go out and spend a lot of energy hunting for something. Right. I'm not going to try and bring down some big game item to eat. Yep. That should be the least of my worries. Mm Mm-hmm. Food, water, shelter, or shelter and water are more important. Exactly. Than finding some food. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I think 
TV shows and stuff like that, they're always mm-hmm. pushing the fire and mm-hmm. people out gathering and hunting for all this stuff, and mm-hmm. that's just so unrealistic. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, that's super interesting. I like that uh, rules of three. Three little things to remember. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's kind of shelter and everything. So another thing we're going to talk about is fire building, mm-hmm. which is really fun to do. Uh, it can be a challenge if you only have a few items to work with. Uh, we do this with uh, lots of school groups around here. Um, we send them out and they gather things from the woods here. The rules yeah. are it has to be already off the tree, uh, no tearing any living branches off of trees. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids, they gather all the stuff themselves. They do. They have a fun time doing it too. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's like it is today with lots of inches of snow, we mm-hmm. still send them out. Yep. They find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they gather it up. And what do we always have to remind them when they go <laughs> gathering? That they need, they will need a lot more materials than mm-hmm. they think mm-hmm. they are going to need. I always say gather as much as you think you'll need and then triple it. Yes. Double it or triple it because you need a lot of materials to get that fire going yes so it is so funny to me they come up and they have their we give them little pans to fill up and they'll have four sticks some some um, green grass yep in there i'm like oh no 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 more more of everything yep they get so frustrated with that but Mm -hmm. it's more frustrating if you have a little amount and you get a flame, finally, yes. it takes yes. a while to leave a flame, and then yep. there's nothing for that flame to go on to. Exactly. exactly. So, more. <laughs> more than you more. ever think you need more for materials. gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we have them gather all that stuff, and then they can start uh, building their fire. So, fires need some four basic things to, um, to grow. So, what... What do you need for a fire? Um, those four basic elements include a spark or some method of creating a spark because that's how you're going to get your um, fire going initially, right? You're going to need tinder, which is small things that are, and we need to emphasize several times, dry. <laughs> yes. So dried grasses, um, you know, dried tree bark, pine needles, um, very small, tiny items. Uh, for the tinder because that's what's going to spark and then um you know burn and then um then the next thing you'll need are fuel so things that are a little bit bigger so pencil sized sticks starting with that again are very very dry mm-hmm. um you're just moving up a little bit in size um and then kind of move up from there we don't want them to get bonfires going when they're going when they're because <laughs> right. they have these little metal pans to make them in but um, so the spark, the tinder, the fuel, and then of course that last thing that they need is oxygen. Um, without uh, sufficient oxygen, those um, sparks won't catch and they, there isn't enough um, to get that fire going into flames. And so there are many ways um, to start a spark. Um, of course, matches are kind of the most um, thought of way or a lighter, but what if you don't have those things? Um, you can use things like flint and steel. Um, you can use a battery and steel wool, which will cr- create an electric, an electric circuit and create a spark. 
Um, you can use a magnifying glass, use the heat from the sun in a magnifying glass and get that tinder smoking and going. Um, or you can use something called a bow drill, which is just um, two sticks that you kind of, or one stick that you rub on another stick and it kind of creates heat and friction and then eventually creates a spark. Um, so those are lots of different things that you can use um, when you're trying to get those things going. So you need a spark or a way to create a spark. You need tinder, those small, tidy, dry things. Fuel, which is a little bit bigger and you can work your way up as your fire gets bigger. And then oxygen. Yeah, love it. Uh, parents, if you're listening, um, matches can be kind of spooky to parents, yes. but a lot of kids that come out here have never experienced matches before. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I encourage you mm -hmm. to get some matches and go over with your kids how to mm -hmm. how to strike a match. It's yep. a skill that could come in very handy for them later in life. It is. So. Take that time. The kids love creating mm -hmm. flames. They'd yeah. love to have that experience mm -hmm. with you. So strike those matches. Yep. Creating a campfire is, is a really fun family activity to do too. So. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, so one of the tips I have when I build a fire is I'm all about creating uniform sized piles of t your fuel sources. So I'll have a little pile of my tinder, all the stuff that we need to really um, cradle that spark in, mm -hmm. uh, super dry, really tiny things. Then I'll have another pile of slightly smaller, they're sticks that are smaller than my pinky, it's tiny things. Mm -hmm. Pile of those, then I'll have a little bit, maybe pinky sized sticks, and I just keep moving on up, moving on up, and all the piles are uniform, and this allows me to feed my fire super easily as it gets going because there's nothing worse than finally getting your spark going <laughs> finally getting a flame going and then you just dump all these big sticks yeah. on it and suffocate it yeah and then the fire is done yeah, that's what'll happen <laughs> <laughs> so taking the time to make those little piles is uh, definitely worth it mm -hmm. um and then we've all seen people or students getting down and they're trying to fan the fire and give a little oxygen blow mm -hmm. on it. Um, that takes some skill. It does. Uh, you have to regulate how much oxygen you're giving to the fire and it's easy to kind of snuff it out. Yep, with too much oxygen. Too much oxygen. Again, you're smothering it with oxygen. So those are kind of some good tips there um, for your fire building. Fire building and shelter building there. So, anything else you wanted to add? No, I think, um, you know, emphasizing those things that we tell um, our students that come out here, making sure everything's dry, having those different size from tiny to, uh, you know, and gradually working your way up. I like your tip about having those piles of different mm -hmm. things, because it's, you know, you can just grab and put on and as it, as it gets a little bit bigger and then not using too much oxygen, yeah. <laughs> not blowing too hard. Um, just a gentle breath and then as those flames maybe a little bit, little bit more, so. Yep. Those. Yep, well what are some helpful safety things we could kind of bring up for, if you're gonna build a fire out in the wilderness somewhere, what mm -hmm. are some things you wanna do to prep your area? 
So I would say um, make sure that you have, you can maybe dig a little bit of an indent or you can make a um, some sort of fire ring with stones and stuff to con make sure that your fire is contained. Get a lot of that brush or any other dry things that might be around that area and get them away so in case there is a spark or something that kind of escapes it won't um, catch other things on fire. If you're building it on the snow, um, scoop that snow away because definitely when the heat um, starts, it's going to melt the snow mm -hmm. and it's going to put your fire out. Yep. So, um, you know, making sure you have a nice, dry, clean area to build your fire um, is important and then containing it. Yep. So. Yep. Also, look up. Make sure you're not under a tree. Yes. <laughs> uh, on a day like today where there's snow in the branches, that could fall off at any minute mm -hmm. and snuff your fire out. Yep. Um, check the wind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, wind can be your best friend or your worst enemy <laughs> when it comes to fire building. Um, if you have a small fire and it's windy, that can be hard to get going. But once you get your fire going, if it's in a windy area, it can kind of get out of hand fast because mm -hmm. it has a lot of oxygen fueling it. Yep. So try and get tucked into a place out of the wind, a place where you can kind of protect your your fire and keep it going. Yeah, and just make sure that it, there's nothing, no fuel around mm -hmm. where you're building so you don't get some accidental fires happening. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so I thought we could kind of wrap up by going over some of our favorite stories from school groups we've seen. We have... We do this program all the time. It's a yeah. favorite one of mine anyway. Yep. yep. You're an expert fire builder. So. <laughs> I have a lot of fun with a fire <laughs> So any good stories that you want to tell our audience? Well, um, there's always a group or two. Usually we, we have a, a class or two out and we break them into smaller groups. So they're in groups of, you know, four or five kids that are trying to get their fire going. And we usually have a group or two that we say, okay, we need to contain our fire into our little, it's one of those um, short metal hog trough pans, okay? So they're round and kind of shallow. We need to contain our fire in this. We don't want to get it bigger than this because we don't want it to go out. There's always a group or two that gets a, they think they need to build a bonfire. Yes. And it's going and you have flames a couple feet high <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, no, you need to, Cut that out a little bit. We need to not put any more fuel on there because that's getting a little bit too big. Um, and what we usually do with the school groups is if they get their fire going, they usually bring stuff to make s'mores, roast marshmallows and have s'mores. So that's always fun when the kids get theirs going and they can do that. So I like that. Yeah, that is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, or they bring out, they'll drag out of the woods a giant log. Oh, yeah. What are you gonna do with that? Yeah, you can't that and everything needs to be able to fit in the pan. We mm -hmm. always give them kind of that guidance. And that's not gonna fit in your pan. Oh, I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna stuff on it. <laughs> no. Oh man. Yeah, watch. You're gonna need a chainsaw for that. <laughs> Watching their creativity as they go and harvest the stuff. And you'll see kids they'll get really smart and they'll start getting the dead grass for their tinder once mm -hmm. they figure out that will work. Yep. They'll go and find all sorts of things in the butterfly gardens, mm -hmm. some milkweed fluff mm -hmm. or yep. just whatever they can find. And yeah, that's pretty cool to watch. Mm -hmm. I like listening to them all 
uh, talk about their different ideas for how it could work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like it when they it's a bright sunny day and we can use a magnifying glass. Yes, you do need the sun for those magnifying. That's, that's like one of probably the hardest um, methods to get going. And so we always give that to them first to try. Mm-hmm. Has to be a certain time of day, I think. Yeah. You know, the sun has to be high and bright. <laughs> but yeah. that is cool. We've actually, I've actually had a few groups have success with Yeah, me too. They'll, uh, we only give them one tool at a time, and I've had them come back and say, we want to use the magnifying glass again. Mm -hmm. Because it's just easy to get that beam of light kind of centered there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other good stories? No, I think we covered all my favorites. Yeah. If I really... Yeah, this is a really fun activity and great learning experience. If you've never gotten the chance to kind of play around with fire or you just want to practice your fire building, um, if you come out and join us on uh, February 21st uh, here at the lake, we'll be doing all of these things that we talked about. Uh, we have matches, the flint and steel. We have the battery and steel wool that's really cool to use. We have a magnifying glass. So come out, get, get your hands on all these different things. Yeah. Kind of figure out how to use them. Um, should be a really fun day. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, be sure to be watching our YouTube channel. Check out um, these different skills that we'll be demonstrating there if you don't want to come on out. And um, be watching for uh, future upcoming events. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Um, Have a wonderful day.